Yes, we do. Salute you. Every single Saturday on these airwaves, this is Citizen Watch. My name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk. 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Come on. As you said. On all the little towns in the valley, in the county of Mercy, and the city of Mercy. Here we are, Saturday morning. Uh, let's see, we got to get ready to go. I have to do everything myself. The big kahuna, Dave Luna, has a staff, and you don't want to miss his show tonight at 5 o'clock. What is it, 5 to 6? I'm t- He ought to go to midnight. He ought to go to midnight. Oh, let me get this thing ready. We've got state-of-the-art equipment here, folks. If you were around in the 80s, this this is this is modern. All right, let's see. Let's go there. Do that. Anyway, like I say, what is it? Halloween! Hey, hey! Ooh. You can't believe it. I'm in costume. Pretty scary looking. Oh, there we are. Pretty scary looking uh, anyway on a normal day. But today, we, uh, we came in costume. Oh, it's Halloween. Halloween. There was a big deal last night over there at Joe Herb Park. Trunk or treat. I call them trunk or treats. Put on by the Parks and Recreation Department. They're going to do something else at Christmas, which is going to be really neat. And something that folks uh, like to do this time of year, at least I try to make it up there every once in a while. Every year this time, it's uh, right after the the first of the year up there in November in uh, Hornitos. All Souls Day. Dia de los Muertos. Day of the Dead. Where we honor those that uh, we've lost. They go from the plaza, little plaza bar there in Hornitos. If you've never been, absolutely wonderful, wonderful event. They walk up to St. Catherine's Church there up on the hill, pastoral setting. They have the luminaries. For those of you that don't know what that is, as I did not when I first saw them, they're paper bags with candles in them. Somehow they do it where they don't burn. Anyway, uh, those are lighting the pathway. Very just, oh, it looks so beautiful. They're not going to have it this year. They canceled it. The Hornitos Patrons Club, their Facebook page, really a good source of information what's going on up there. They have several events during the year in Hornitos, uh, the tamale feed, you know, the enchiladas, excuse me, thinking tamales. It's getting close to Christmas. Who doesn't love tamales and, and the holidays? Anyway, uh, the enchilada feed's a big deal up there. They used to have a rib feed. I think they still do that. And then the flea market, which is the first Sunday in October, that was canceled this year. Again, see you in 2021. So the same thing with All Souls Day. But we, I think we're going to get Halloween in the bag tonight. I don't know how many people are going to go out walking the streets. No, not 16th. I'm, I'm talking about in the neighborhoods going and knocking on doors, trick or treat. I haven't really uh, seen if the candy's been disappearing off the shelves. I usually go November 1st when it's on sale. I'm teasing. But anyway, it is Halloween, and uh, if people are out there walking around with their children, driving around, be careful. You know, those masks you can't see, and then you got the other mask on. You got a yeah, double mask. I mean, this is unbelievable what we're going through with this COVID. This co- the COVID situation is, uh, I don't know. People are just, you talk about COVID fatigue. It, it's, it's, it's here. And we see the numbers in Merced fluctuating, actually going fairly low. Our positivity rate almost below 2%, which is 
You get below 2% and stay there, we're out of the woods. Uh, the uh, case per 100,000, I don't know, the surveillance uh, rate, whatever that is, that's still hovering where it is. And then you see some counties like poor Madera. Madera County to the south of us cannot get out of the purple tier. They were almost there last Tuesday, and Rob Poitras, their supervisor down there, who ran for Senate, state Senate against Ana Caballero, unsuccessfully, unfortunately, uh, he posted the COVID information on a basis where I don't know how often they post it down there, a couple of times a week. And the, the folks are upset. They have had it. They, they, uh, they don't understand. They look at the death rate compared to other ailments that afflict society. The flu, of course, now we're into the influenza season. Nationwide, we see some hotspots. We see some outbreaks. But you don't hear the uh, concern that we heard at the first uh, part of this pandemic in March about the ventilators, the PPE, the masks, the N95. I haven't heard N95 unless we're talking about a freeway. I haven't heard anything about that lately. You know, we ordered billions of those things. Uh, the gloves, all of the, uh, you know, the face shields, every, there's plastic everywhere you go now. You go to Costco, it's like, <laughs> it's like a transparent funhouse. I, I, I never saw anything like that checking out. They do have the samples back. I don't know if folks have been there lately. She's behind glass. There's, it's like going to a bank teller. You know, can I have a peanut? Sure. You know, they slide one under the, under the teller window there. It's like going to B of A's. Of course, it's not as thick as Bank of America. Bulletproof glass I got over there. But anyway, this, this COVID situation, poor Madeira. They can't get, out, can't get out of the purple. And they have people, you know, I've been to a county where you can eat indoors. Oh, my word. It's, it's, it's like, uh, you know, they, they fire. You know, like they've discovered the wheel or something. And we're killing the businesses. We're just killing the businesses. That's why it's going to be so wonderful when this election is over. Come Tuesday. My word. You know, the voting centers are open, and I have to, a programming note on the Citizen Watch Network here about uh, Merced County Morning News. You know, that guy, sometimes he, he gets bad info. It's like a computer. You know what they say, garbage in, garbage out. Well, the source for the voting centers was in air last week. I mentioned there were four of them. One was at UC Merced. I should have figured out that there's not many people over there. They're not letting anybody on campus. They were the voting centers, the assistant centers, whatever they were, from the March election. The source that had printed that in Y distribution in Merced, and Merced County was in air, had used old data, data, whatever we call it. Anyway, the point being is uh, very hard to get good, relevant, uh, relevant sources sometimes, and I apologize for that. The best way to do it is look in your pamphlet, your voter pamphlet, because everything was mailed to you, folks. That's... I mean, you can go on Election Day, and really from now until Election Day, because these voting assistance centers, which they're, well, I wrote it down, 11 or 13. I think they were, re- were required to have 11, but again, Barbara Levy, the register of voters, no, the registrar, come on, say it right. She does register a lot of people to vote, though, but the registrar of voters is uh, doing more, doing more, going above. Uh, more effort than they have to and have, I believe, 13 of these voting assistance centers uh, manned. And I don't think they're 24-7. Uh, I don't know what the hours are. Boy, I better not talk out of school here. But anyway, they're open now. Just go during the day, okay? And you can cast your vote, drop your ballot off, 
uh, register and vote right there all in the same breath. The 20th of October was the last day, I believe, to register online. But in California, we are allowing people to vote right up, right up until election uh, night, 8 o'clock. I think, I don't, I don't think there's a cutoff. I think, I think maybe once you're in line, you're in line. I think they take the last vote. So don't wait until the last minute like I'm going to do because uh, I like to wait. I don't know. It's just fun, isn't it? Remember the old days when you'd go in, they'd give you that little teeny sticker with the flag. I voted. You know, you almost have to look. Now it's the size of a hubcap. Big, uh, you know, I don't know. It's a rendering of a flag. It's nice. American flag. Thank God we've still got that on there. Anyway, it, it's, uh, I don't know, something about the in-person. You see the people, you know, the glaze in their eyes. Remember they used to have the list. What's your name? You know, they look, okay, Casey, stay, let me look, look. I, I, oh, here. You know, you could find it before they found it. You know, the person, I don't know, like 95, you know, they're volunteering there, sitting in the, you know, they move the fire engine out for the day. You know, grandma sitting in a grease spot. I miss those days. I miss those days. So, I, I don't know. It's just something about, you know, what happens if, uh, what happens if something happens? You know, candidate uh, drops out, drops, you know, who knows? Who knows? So, uh, again, November, what is it? The third, Tuesday, that's going to be the big one. The big one. Now, will we have the results? <laughs> I don't know. We're thinking about doing a little something-something here at the station, maybe in the 8 o'clock hour, the 9 o'clock hour, bringing you a brief update. Again, uh, there's supposed to be results at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock at night. That's 20 for you military types. Let a castle protecting our nation, Iron Dome, all of that. 20 hours, there will be a, an update. And there will be two updates 30 minutes apart thereafter from the registrar, Barbara Levy's office. They're going to send it out. Uh, if you sign up for their apps, their app, excuse me, they probably have multiple apps, but there's one. Ah, what did I do with that? So many things here. Where? Uh, I don't know where it is. Anyway, uh, it's, what is it called? Voting night, ENR, election night reporting. Ah, going from memory. ENR. Excuse me, a magazine I subscribe to, Engineering News Record, but now it's uh, Election Night Reporting. And that will bring up the ratio. You can set your favorites. If you have a favorite, and who doesn't? It's like it's like going to Santa Anita, going to Del Mar, going to the track. I'm betting on number two. So uh, we'll see what happens. And you can set your preferences uh, to see what happens in real time, and they'll send it right to your phone. Because in the old days, folks would get on the county website, scroll, 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 get down to the uh, whatever ratio, unless it was one of the ones right at the top. But you could be doing a lot of scrolling. And then, of course, you'd update. Sometimes it wouldn't take you right back to where you were again. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Now they've removed all of that, and they send you the, they send you the inf- information right away. So, uh, again, ENR, sign up for the app. Makes it real easy, folks that are following the race. And, you know, it used to be that the first numbers, the VBM, of course, it's all VBM now. There is, well, I mean, there is in-person voting, but all the ballots were sent out to you if you are registered, again, by the 20th. Those folks that, uh, you know, walk in late, walk across the board, yeah, I don't know. They they can, I, I don't know. Who can? Who? Tell me. What is a provisional ballot? So you, you go in, you sign up the day of the election, and those are going to have to be counted and verified at some point. And then the mail... Because everything was sent out. As long as it's postmarked by November 3rd, 
17 days. I think I was saying 21, which is wrong because 17 is less than 21. I know that. I don't know how many less, but it's less. It's more than two weeks, more than 14 days. I know that. So more than two weeks later, they can still receive ballots down there at the registrar's office. So 17 days after the election, they're still going to be receiving ballots. And if folks remember in the March primary, there were seven, seven races where people looked really good on election night. All Republicans, amazingly. And by the end of it, by the end of the uh, harvesting, excuse me, the vote counting, uh, those folks uh, were on the losing side, the losing side of the equation. So while we may bring you some updates, and we're still talking about the logistics, trying to get the staff, the crew, my news van, we need new tires. Anyway, we're trying to uh, figure that all out. But I don't know if they're going to be something you can take to the bank either as a candidate or a voter. But, hey, it's better than nothing. And there will be updates coming out of the registrar's office all the way up until the certification, which is sometime in December. I believe it's 28 days. And let's not let's not get into that math right now because it's confusing. I'd have to turn calendar pages and numbers. And Anyway, it's one of those deals where a uh, lot's going on. Really hope you vote. We're going to go through the ballot in one of the two and a half hours we have today. I know it's it is amazing, isn't it? Two and a half hours with you and I, because it is the election special, and we're going to cover some of the recommendations made by folks, some of the editorials. Merced County Times doing a wonderful, wonderful job. Really have to compliment John Whitaker, John Derby, John Miller, Beverly Barella, all of the other people. I don't mean to leave you out, but uh, what a great publication. Again, uh, very hard to get accurate, relevant news in a small town. What did Adam Gray call us? A small Central Valley community? God bless him. Could have called us Merced. Anyway, uh, the Merced County Times, a great, great, great addition on their election special. And we'll cover that along with many other things on this Halloween special. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Citizen Watch. On the wonder most the most wonderful station in the world, Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM KYOS. We'll be back in just a moment. Citizen Watch, Saturday morning, the voice of your valley. Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Yeah, little Van Halen. Been honoring, uh, honoring Van Halen. Last few shows. As you know, Eddie passed away. Again, uh, so many people, we lose every day, so many good people. I was watching a documentary, a Ken Burns documentary on the World War II and just moving, absolutely moving what those folks did for us, for you and I, our freedoms. And um, 
it's hard to get, hard to not get emotional when you think about election day coming up and how much it means how much it means to be able to go out freely cast your vote to determine the direction of your country and we're a young country my friends a young country a lot of blood was shed in Europe in Asia in different parts of the world the Soviet Union there were different wars going on all over all one world war and the sacrifice by those folks and Veterans Day is coming up let's not forget Veterans Day coming up November 11th I believe but the sacrifice made so that we can go out this Tuesday and go to these voting centers and register and have your voice be heard. You just don't realize. So I know you do. I shouldn't say that. We are the luckiest people on the face of the earth living in the times we're living in. It may seem at times that it's divisive. There's acrimony. There's division. We saw it recently this week in Philadelphia with the tragic death of the individual uh, coming at the officers with a knife. Again, the second guessing, the social unrest that's brought on by this, the accusations. It's, it's, just, it's just been a, a very, very tough year with everything going on. We talked in the first segment about the covid pandemic the effects it's had not only on merced county but the nation and here we saw our gdp our growth at 30 plus percent people want to get back to work they want to get going they know how to deal with this situation now you look at foster farms we had the political crucifixion of one of the largest employers in merced county we haven't had any problem since this Focus by some individuals on one of the largest employers in Merced County. We know how to live with COVID in a very short time. We're the greatest country on the face of the planet. We're coming up with vaccines, with remedies, with therapeutics, with procedures. This is why you see the death rate at what it is. We lost one person, one person last week in Merced County. Now maybe the figures will be updated, maybe they'll find somebody somewhere else that lived here with a 95 whatever zip code, but one person in a week. We were told in March that this was going to be a pandemic of you, you hadn't seen the Spanish flu, the black plague all wrapped up into one and we reacted accordingly. And now what? And now what? And we see the country and the turmoil it is with the relations between the police and the citizenry. And it's disturbing, but I still have hope. I have faith in America. I have faith in this country and the people, especially in the valley and in the county of Merced. So there's a lot going on. Hey, by the way, Christmas music is starting tomorrow. That's right. No, it's easy. I think it starts the day after Halloween, Dave told me. As you know, KBX are, well, we have five stations here. What's the numbers? I'm looking around. Oh, 97.5. K97.5. That Christmas music, people love that. Can't you wait? Get the lights up. Come on. 
Get the LED Christmas lights up. I have a whole string. They're all tangled up. I'm going to put something up. It may look like Rudolph. One blinking red light. What, you can't do that? Oh, okay. That means something. Let's see. We talked about the voting assistance centers. You know, I gave the wrong ones. Look them up. Real simple. Ah, uh, what else is going to? What are we talking about? Transparent California. Uh, I was talking. I was. You know, I look up. If you ever, if you've never been to Transparent California, eye opening, eye opening, uh, gives you all of the wages, the compensation of city, county employees, school districts. Ah, uh, there's something else. There's some other weird stuff in there, but it it is eye opening. All alphabet, alpha, uh, you know, <clears throat> in order, alphabetized. You didn't think I could say it, did you? Alphabetized, all that, all that there for you. But I was looking up some uh, stuff in Atwater and the data, data, 2018. 2018's the latest. Now, I know that we wouldn't have 2020 in there. I mean, I'm not that dense. But uh, a, lot of, a lot of cities, counties, Merced being one of them, city of Merced, county of Merced, has the 2019 data. So it would be wonderful if Atwater, and I don't know, maybe there's other cities. Uh, we have six cities, six incorporated cities in the county, as you know, and maybe their data data is a little outlate, uh, outdated. <laughs> Say that three times. Outdated, too. But 2018, they still show uh, uh, Sammy Joseph as the chief. So I don't know. I know Brian Raymond was a big, 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 big uh, proponent because it costs money, I believe, to join or to... To do something, you know, is just drilled down into the budget, blah, blah, blah. Speaking of which, Atwater, if you didn't notice in the paper, good news over there uh, with with uh, part of the debt. You have to read you have to read the tea leaves, folks, but hey, something's better than nothing, right? What does it say here in the uh, local paper, Merced Sunstar? Atwater pays off its debt nine years ahead of schedule. We'll talk about that a little later in the whole Atwater City Council meeting. Have you noticed Child's Avenue, my friends? Where have all the cowboys gone? Excuse me, where have all the transients gone? Our local cowboys. The other day I was coming into work, and sometimes I have to come in pretty early for this morning news, let me tell you. We we try to do it fresh. I could record it the afternoon before, but again, so many things happen. So I'm coming into work really early in the morning, oh, dark 30, and I see this, you know, your peripheral vision, you see the street lights, everything, and there's this dark spot coming. I go, what am I getting, a cataract? You know, this dark spot's coming at me from the left, you know, off to the side. You know, I think, is this it? You know, is it is the is this is this what it looks like? And it's this guy with his, you know, blacked out bike with the card on the back, you know, the little three by five plywood. You know, they use the uh the wheelchair wheels, you know, whatever they can pry off of something and uh, and make this this cart where they put the stolen, uh, the the pilfered, the whatever they have in there. And he's got a love seat on top of it. He's got a, a lo- not a couch, a love seat, which, uh, you know, brings up all kinds of images. But he, he's trying to make it up the G grade, you know, under the tracks there. The beautiful uh, Gagliani uh, overpass, the trains, you know, you don't have to wait now if you're in a, a Riggs ambulance. You know, you're <laughs> you know, your oxygen level is about 2%, and here comes a train. So right there, this guy's trying to make it up uh, going towards the creek where I imagine that's where the couch is now, up on G Street. And I thought, you know, this is a great place for a fish ladder or some sort of uh, help to get up these uh, these inclines, you know, like they do on the river to get past the dam, because that's an impediment. 
And I don't know why these folks insist on riding in the middle of the street, you know, the sidewalk. It's a little higher level there, and he could have had a little bit better run at it, but it's like going over the Bradley overpass with a love seat on the back of your bike. It was just, it was an amazing sight. But since that time, that was uh, Tuesday, Wednesday night, I forget, Caltrans and uh, all of these other agencies have been feverishly working, cleaning up the gateway to Yosemite. That's right, the 16th Street on-ramp, off-ramp, whatever you want to call it right there. Yosemite Parkway, where uh, Business 99, where business is being handled over there on business. You know, all those folks were camped. Uh, uh, Mayor Oral candidate Matt Serrato has been doing a wonderful, wonderful job documenting this on his Facebook mayoral page uh, about the progress that Caltrans, the various state agencies, local agencies, Merced Public Works, uh, Merced County. I, I can't even imagine. I haven't seen a full accounting. And he had a couple of pictures of the off-ramp, on-ramp over there, what it looks like now. And it, you know what it looks like? <laughs> It looks like an off-ramp and an on-ramp. And I was looking at it, and I'm going, well, yeah, it's it's trees, and, you know, it's landscaped, and there's the curb, and there's the street. And it's just funny how we've been conditioned to look at something that should be normal as an accomplishment. And I'm not taking away from it. Don't misunderstand me. But you guys know what that looked like over there. It was terrible. It looked like a, looked like a shanty town. It looked like a, a hobo encampment. It looked like... Something out of the 30s during the Dust Bowl. I, I could not believe that we were letting human beings live like that, especially in those very dangerous conditions. Do you remember years ago, years ago when you'd be driving down the freeway and a car would have broken down on the side? And that's when cars used to have antennas. And they would, uh, the CHP would stop and they would have this cardboard ticket. It had a couple of holes in it, and they'd write it down. It was like, man, if you don't move this thing in 72 hours, and they'd, and they'd put it on your antenna through those two holes, kind of, you know, weave it on there. And it was a flag to everybody that went by that, oh, man, this, this guy's been sighted. He's got problems. He better go get that gallon of gas, get that jump start, whatever he needs to get off the freeway. Get it off the freeway, because the freeway is the freeway. It's a an area of commerce. It's how we make, you know... You know, Obama said, you made another bill. You didn't build that business. You know, you didn't build that freeway. The hell we did it. But the point being is it has to be free and obstructed, unobstructed, not obstructed and not dangerous to drive on. You, you drive off that shoulder over there with all those folks, as one semi already did this year and killed somebody. If you don't remember, ran right through a tent, missed the lady, hit the guy or vice versa. I mean, it was just a horrible, horrible situation. So they, they finally cleaned that up. Along the freeway, but anyway, Caltrans. Remember, so CHP would go along. They'd put the they'd put the ticket on your on your antenna, and then the tow truck would come along, and they'd see that, and that was free money if they had a contract with CHP. And then next thing you know, it's three hundred, four hundred dollars to get your car out of Hawk. We don't do that anymore. We don't do that anymore. You've got people camping, uh, you know, parking vehicles, trailers. It was unbelievable. And the Child's Avenue overpass has been cleaned up too. And kudos. Let me. Let me give the big clap. I know that doesn't sound good on the air, but I'm, I'm telling you, that was wonderful. I couldn't believe it. I drove over there myself yesterday to check it out. You have to go, you know, Freitas Auto Wrecking, all the junkyards there. Great resource if you're building a car, let me tell you. Anyway, down there, I forget what that little road is, but it dead ends into the tracks right by the canal. Nobody there. Now, there were a few, <laughs> there were a few people walking around kind of, 
kind of eyeballing the area because now it's been cleaned up. But it was getting bad over there. I mean, last week they had parking. And again, right along the railroad tracks, right, right along the right of way. And there used to be a time not that long ago that when you were on railroad right of way, MID right of way, any kind of public right of way, uh, you were you were gone right of way, right away. They got they got rid of you right away. Again, cars. We didn't used to tolerate that. I don't know why we're tolerating it on the shoulders, on the right of ways, under the bridges. And here in Merced, we're not. And I and I give I give credit where credits due. And I appreciate uh, the uh, update because I haven't seen a lot in the local paper. I didn't see anything in this week's Merced County Times about the cleanup. Hopefully, we will. I think they should do press releases. Maybe they're not proud of it. I don't know. Maybe because what? You don't have somewhere for them to go. But there is places for them to go. Again, in the Facebook post, it was pointed out that there are a lot of resources that are being underutilized. And it needs to be coordinated. And again, the continuum of despair, excuse me, care, with this 10-year plan of ending homelessness. I saw this in the paper not too long ago, their mission statement. That needs to be updated, my friends. You're not going to end homelessness. You may get a handle on it. And I think uh, we have some pretty good ideas out there that need to be uh, need to be put into motion. But to say you're going to end it, mm, that's, that's a tough one. But ending is what's happening to this segment because we're out of time. Citizen Watch, the 6 a.m. hour. That's right. It's Halloween. <laughs> Ooh, boo. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your Valley on Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. We'll be right back after these brief commercial breaks. You got me now, uh, the 6 a.m. hour. 6 a.m. hour every week. Trying to bring you some new content. Like this week, 31st of October, 2020. So happy to have you here with us, Citizen Watch. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Reset's News Talk, 107.3 FAMA, 1480 AM, KYOS. The old spark gap working flawlessly this morning. Beautiful weather. A little, uh, little on the... What's well, above normal? I think we're going into a drought. I hate to tell you, I watch the farm report 5 a.m. every Sunday morning, and it's not uh, not good. Looking at the long-term forecast, uh, forecast rather, we haven't had really any significant precipitation rain. And it uh, doesn't look, I don't know, when, when is it coming? When is it coming? Hopefully, we'll have something that fills up the reservoir. As you know, we have about a year. Next year's okey-doke. It's the year after if we don't get any rain this year, because then what do you do? And who knows with the unrestricted flows, that's still still hanging out. But still, nice weather this weekend. Get on out. Hopefully, uh, you'll, I don't know if you'll do trick-or-treating or not. It's like going back to school. Some want to, some don't. That's going to start Monday, November 2nd, November, right before the election. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Talking to... One of these, uh, well, the superintendent, there's a lot of superintendents, but this one is the Merced Union High School District Superintendent, Alan Peterson. And you'll actually hear this 
in the next hour, Roger Wood, uh, Community Conversations, excuse me, starts with a C, Community Conversations every Saturday, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m., six great episodes, and we've been covering the schools and health and those type of things lately with the COVID situation, and going back to school is a big deal for a lot of parents, but it was interesting to hear Dr. Peterson, I believe he's a doctor, uh, Superintendent Peterson talk about the requirements and what would and would not be allowed. Now, you, you've you heard the face mask, the face shield. Well, either one of those will be acceptable for students and teachers. But let's say you have that doctor's note, Billy can't wear the face shield, can't wear the mask. Well, you're going to be distance learning. You're not going to be allowed on the school grounds. And I thought that was interesting uh, as a requirement. But again, safety first. Shelter in place, hunker down. I don't know. Anyway, so that's that's going to start happening for a lot of people. Now, I do have to bring up Stone Ridge again. One of my favorite success stories here locally, Stone Ridge Christian School. Can we say that word in school in the same sentence? I guess in the private school system you can, like OLM, Our Lady of Mercy. Our Lady of Merced, as we love to say. Anyway, the point being is they've been open, they being Stone Ridge, uh, I believe St. Paul's is having uh, cohorts, has had cohorts for a while. Do they have the uh, the refrigerated truck over there, you know, for the, uh, well, you know, in case something, uh, you know, they start piling up? I, I, I don't think so. Are the teachers, is there a workplace uh, outbreak over there that we haven't heard about in the, what, 10, 12? We ha- I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I see the kids going down the slide over there at the, uh, well, they have two campuses, Stone Ridge, you know. They got a lot of. It's not cheap to go to Stone Ridge because parents want to give their children an education. And so they'll, they'll go the extra 50,000 miles, excuse me, $50,000 a year for a tuition to get in there. And I, I may be a, a couple of bucks off, excuse me, but it's not the, uh, you know, it's a little more than the 10, 15 a year we're shotgunning in the private, in the, in the public school. Uh, forum, excuse me, public schools getting over $10,000 per student. This was the magic number. We'll, we'll teach your kids. Of course, now we hear it's more, 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 more. You got to wear a face mask, face shield. I don't know. Are they wearing a face shield over there? So it'll be really interesting to see what happens. The CTA is in full control, my friends. The California Teachers Association, the union, they're the ones that are teaching your kids now. And people that want to teach uh, want to uh, have their kids learn something in this pandemic. Well, there is options, but it's expensive. So I don't see the problems in the private school system. I don't know why the public school system is, I mean, they are really in a pickle. I'll tell you, you can tell that some of the administrators are stuck between the rock and the union. They don't know what to do. And then, of course, you've got the parents that carry the flag. Hey, I don't want my kid exposed, rah, rah, rah. And then you've got the parents that just aren't, aren't coping well. They, they don't have a place to, to put their children. They don't have the um, resources to have the child care, that sort of thing. Leaving their children unsupervised is not an option. And we hear all of these resources being provided to the schools, and yet the parents are out there struggling on their own. And the ones that have, the ones that have the resources to send their kids to private school, everything's working out just fine. Everything's working out just fine. It's just like during the pandemic, we talked about, you know, uh, we, we didn't know what was going to happen in March. We didn't know how bad it was going to be. But yet everybody's going to Home Depot. Everybody's going to Walmart. Everybody's over there at Target. Everybody has to get a two by four, a 
you know, a, a furnace filter, whatever it was. You know, let's bring the kids. We're bored. There's nowhere to go. Now they're telling you you can't have family gatherings at Thanksgiving? Really? So I don't know how long the schools are going to be open. If they open, they said if they get three cases in a school, that's it. The health department will shut them down. And believe me, there's a willingness, I think, to not even open. Personally, that's just my opinion. It's just an opinion. Let's not kill the messenger today. Okay, let's go through. Hey, SCOTUS, Supreme Court of the United States. What a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. ACB. Amy Coney Barrett replacing the uh, ruthless, or no, Ruth, what was it? RGB. The notorious RGB who, uh, well, anyway, ACB. What a beautiful, a beautiful replacement. The female on the court. There are others. But uh, again, just, just wonderful. Sworn in on Hillary HRC's birthday, Hillary Rodden Clinton. And there was talk, you know, at one time of maybe her being elevated to Supreme Court justice. I don't think that's going to happen now. Three justices under this president and still more time. Hey, we've got until January 19th, isn't it? So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of things going on. And then on the federal level, oh, hundreds have been appointed because Obama had this idea that Hillary would probably succeed him. There was a lot of talk, as you remember, four years ago about the outcome of the election and how it was in the bag. It was done. The double. Do you see any of that this time? Boy, I sure do. A lot of similarities, isn't it? Deja vu for the Democrats. Poor Bernie Sanders. Bernie's like, you know, I could have I could have won if you just would have let me go. I, I, I could have. I, I, I. Anyway. Poor Bernie, he got burned, man. You talk about feeling the burn. Nobody felt it more than the socialist that came out of the shadows, registered with the Democratic Party, and boy, you talk about taking them left. You talk about letting Bernie drive the car for a few miles. Where are we? I thought I made it, you know, like Bugs Bunny. I should have took a left at Albuquerque. Oh, Bernie turned left at Albuquerque. Woo-hoo! He took the Democratic Party so far left. It's incredible. Incredible. But when we go to the Supreme Court of the United States, the former president, Barack Obama, he left, uh, he left a lot of appointments to be made, thinking that, you know, somebody with a D, a blue party candidate, would be making those appointments. And boy, was he wrong. So it was funny to see the gnashing of teeth. It's, a, it's unconstitutional. It's a illegitimate process. Uh, no, it's not. It's perfectly legitimate. It's absolutely wonderful. And you know what? It may come in handy in a few weeks. Anyway, so wonderful. What a birthday present for HRC, huh? Blow the candles out on that one. Well, let's get into some fun stuff. You know, there's a Merced City Council meeting coming up Monday night, 6 a.m. P.m., excuse me. Thinking of what time it is now. 6 p.m. Now, you don't want to miss this. A lot of things going on. You can watch these virtually. They are in person. Thank goodness they're back in person. So much nicer to see everybody up there in person. Now, last meeting, there were two people gone. I don't know. This meeting, hopefully, they'll have uh, everybody there. 
So right off the bat, let's just get right into it because I have a tendency to wander. Uh, the closed session item that uh, uh, sparked my eye, two things. One, surface water purchase from the Merced Irrigation District to the city of Merced. This is a great idea. We need to do more of this. I always promote this when I see it. We need to get off the deep wells. Deep wells are uh, they're not sustainable. Sigma, groundwater, magpie. So again, great to see. I think the water is for parks and things like that, where it's easy to, you know, a lot of irrigation canals run through some of our parks. Bear Creek, it's an irrigation canal. Uh, it runs through, uh, what, Applegate there. Then you have Ferens Creek, Ferens Park, Black Rascal Creek, blah, blah, blah. Get it? So we're going to be purchasing some water, I believe, for landscaping issues. We don't really have the treatment infrastructure yet, but we sure could. How about a water treatment plant at the base of the dam to take care of all that growth in North Merced, huh? Just an idea. Maybe treat the sewage, tertiary treatment, so we could uh, use that on the landscape, have a nice green oasis with reclaimed water. And then the second thing on the closed session item, public employee employment. Now, this is the second time I've seen this on the calendar, on the agenda. It was on last time. Uh, public employee appointment title, city manager. Now, as you know, our interim city manager is Stephanie Dietz, who was the assistant city manager under Steve Kerrigan when he uh, was showing the door, giving the box, uh, pack it up. She was elevated to interim city manager, and we need a permanent city manager, and I don't know why we're not doing that. Then we go into the consent items. Uh, boring, boring, boring. Oh, then we get into H4. Mm-mm-mm. This is a big one. I hope they pull it. I hope somebody talks about it. This is the city's uh, city council response to the civil grand jury report regarding well 3C investigation. This is where the city, let me pull it out. This is where the city, the letter, this is where the city was uh, pumping to waste. I think was the term used in the grand jury report. The Merced Civil Grand Jury, they're empowered and paneled every year to look at certain things. They look at certain things every year regardless, like the jails, uh, the election process, that sort of thing. But they also take complaints, uh, little tips, things like that. And they heard that since November of 2017, the city of Merced has been pumping water from Well 3C, which is over there at the corner of 13th and Canal, Coincidentally, ironically, pump, been pumping water into the storm drain since November of 2017 until June of this year, June of 2020. Now, again, I won't bore you with my MCOE math skills, but that's almost three years. And the amount of pumping is in question. There's some admissions here in this letter that will cover that lead you to believe that it was actually worse Again, if my MCOE math is correct. But let me read the letter. It's November blank 2020. Again, this is a draft. Uh, this is in the, cons uh, the uh, consent items. This is a draft letter. It may change by tomorrow night. I don't know. Boy, we're running out of time. Can you believe how, how quickly the time flies? We're going to have to cover this in the 8 o'clock hour, friends. We're going to have to cover it in the 8 o'clock hour. Let's see. What can we go out with? Oh, you know my Casa kid. I had my Casa kid this week. We went out to lunch and... Kids can say the darndest thing. I think there was a, a show like that, and we were talking about uh, laws and things like that. And he said, you know, Casey, if there were no laws, there'd be no crime. 
And I'm I'm like, yeah, but, ah, you know, and they're right. He was right. <laughs> I just thought it was kind of funny. Then we got into a whole discussion of, you know, well, if there's no rules, then what do we do? Because I think it was, uh, you know, have you ever snuck out of the house before? And of course, I never did that because I obeyed the rules. Because I was a good kid, right? Oh, mom's, mom's going, no, 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 not all the time. Hey, listen, we're out of time. The seven, 6 o'clock hour, it's almost 7 o'clock. So glad you've been here with me on Saturday morning. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley. On Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS Citizen Watch. Hopefully you can join us at 8 o'clock hour. We'll cover the Merced City Council meeting and their response to issues. Also, Atwater, they had a big one. Talk about that. Maybe, uh, maybe go over some voter uh, information here propositions, that sort of thing. But we got to go. Thank you so much for listening. Couldn't do it without you. Bye-bye. Girl.